Welcome if you're uh, if you're watching online, if you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We're on Twitch for the first time. All right. The Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky and the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter, Stateside Vodka. Get the new vodka sodas in four flavors at statesidevodka.com. On today's show, the Sixers not only don't sweep, but lose Joel Embiid to injury. Got it. Like, makes me nauseous. Uh, saying it out loud. Uh, Hackaben is employed. Mike Scott played a lot. Dwight Howard is terrible. It's just all around, not a, not a great game. So we will talk about that and uh, as well catch up on the rest of the playoffs. The Nets take control of their series against Boston. It looks like the Hawks will beat the Knicks and the Lakers look like they are in trouble. Uh, the show is live, as I mentioned, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch now, if you're watching on Twitch, thank you. If you're watching on YouTube and you donate using our supers, I think they're called, as people did last time, we're going to take all the donations at the end of the playoffs and give them to Providence Animal Center and Coded by Kids. We raised almost 100 bucks on the first show, so we'd like to do 250 tonight. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you know how to do that. I don't know how to do it. Um, and thanks to everyone we mentioned on the last pod who supported the GoFundMe for Bo and Bo's parents, Todd and Ryan, over $60,000 raised in the last three days, which is just stunning. So their family says thank you, and we say thank you. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Welcome to the Rice of Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who's wearing his headband around his neck so he can strangle himself with at a moment's notice. That is Mike Levin. A very threatening ascot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this. Asphyxiating but, if I need to. And tonight I needed to. Tonight yeah. is a it's a, a look. All right. Okay. What are we starting with? What are we starting the, with? The Sixers lost game for what? Um, because the Wizards had everything to play for, and the Sixers came out looking lethargic, and then Embiid uh, only played uh, one quarter. And so everything is sort of couched in that. Like, if Embiid is out for any length of time, the season's over, and God bless everybody. You'll never hear from me again. Right. But hopefully this was them being cautious it looked like a tailbone thing but then they said it was a sore knee thing which is even more concerning he like landed on it It looked like the knee got caught under it a little bit before he did his fall like a tree thing um at first i thought it was just like a the tailbone situation that happened with lebron uh early in the season 
uh, but then he missed the rest of the game. And so that's very upsetting. You're frustrating. I want to, I like stupidly want to blame him for trying to like dunk on the run in traffic in a 3 0 series. But like it's basketball and he's going to play hard. And I'm stupid for thinking that. But like also don't fucking do it, Joe. Like it's 3 0, it's the first round. Like chill. Well, he seems to have, I mentioned this in the, uh, the, uh, to in the, the New York uh, process truster chat, I mentioned who have kindly donated to several of our causes. Somebody mentioned him doing those things, and it's like he's just athletic enough to try them, but it feels like he is one step not athletic enough to do them as much as he does, especially with his size. And it makes me nervous every time. Every time he even dunks hard, it sort of makes me nervous. He almost like he's uh, like doesn't quite get as high as you want him to, or he's a little bit under the rim. I, I thought the same thing you did. So when he went to the locker room, I texted Sixers Adam, and I said all right, he's out for the rest of the game with a bruised hip. That That's what I expected. Hip contusion, you know, uh, tailbone contusion, something like that. Sore knee is just, maybe he's fine. Sore, sore knee is, makes me nervous. It's just like a weird diagnosis that makes me nervous. And um, But, you know, like they're playing basketball. They're going to get hurt sometimes. Hopefully he's back for Wednesday or hopefully – you know, if he's not back for Wednesday, they finish it off Wednesday and he's healthy for the start of the next series. I, I don't there's not too much else we can say about Joel getting hurt other than uh, he got hurt playing basketball. Uh, sometimes you get hurt playing basketball and we hope it's not serious. Right? Well, he also did the automatic Sixers thing of then staying in the game for longer. After well, of, that course. Play, of course, of um, course, which is always very fun and always cool. And a fun thing that we have to deal with forever is that when guys get hurt, they don't leave in that play. They sort of fuck it up a little bit more for longer and then ultimately disappear and, and maybe never to return, uh, which is cool. So that's frustrating. Obviously, if Embiid plays, they win this game, even if they're playing as bad as they did. But like an alarming, especially in the second, in the third quarter, especially like just an alarming level of bad basketball was played. And um, everyone's to blame. Uh, I thought Doc coached an absolutely dog shit game. I thought he was like very clueless out there. Um, this was the worst Tobias has looked offensively in a really long time. Uh, he missed a couple bunnies early, then seemed to get in his head. And then I see, I feel like he got blocked 45 times. It was the most Evan Turner I've ever seen Tobias look and just like repeatedly kept like head down stuff. He started distributing a little bit later. There was that great pass to Maxi off the drive. Uh, that was huge, but a really bad Tobias game and and well, just like over just like forcing it with Ben in foul trouble Tobias it just felt like he's I got to do everything and in the playoff game even against a bad defense like the Wizards if he's the focal point of the offense and everyone else is just like go cook Tobias and Doc wasn't calling any plays like there was no plays that happened in the second half and the first half I, I, mar I marked down like there's like there was the Seth alley-oop to Ben off of a back screen that was a great pass a great design play um, a couple really nice uh, Tobias cuts that he actually missed, but I was fine with because Embiid made the pass and then Ben made a nice pass. It was like, these are good, well-run offensive plays that you could tell were schemed. And then once Embiid was gone, it was like everybody, the shot clock became like nine seconds long and everyone was just like, there's no playbook. Just be out of breath the entire time. It was just like really, really bad. And then obviously Ben uh, got in foul trouble and then, 
missed a ton more foul shots and it's frustrating and that's just is what it is um, but and he also might have hurt his ankle on a on a plant um when he planted to make a pass to someone in the corner um it was a really bad game i was really frustrating i'm very frustrated it's one game if mb healthy, it's fine but that was a really really frustrating game and i'm uh choking myself pretty pretty significantly here well let, let's go let's go like one by one through the things because you you went through all the things but i want to make sure we talk about all of them let's talk about doc first and you're right it was from the beginning of the game it was going to be an ugly game yeah. it was now i will say you said that the wizards had everything to play for they looked like at the beginning of the game to me they were just waiting to lose and they stayed in it a little too long and then as soon as Embiid got hurt they smelled blood and they 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 played hard let's let's start with doc two incredibly questionable doc rivers decisions to me and i i think you'll agree with both one starting my we knew it was going to happen but starting mike scott in the second half look thibel's been mostly fucking terrible all season but or all all series but start hill or start maxi or start like like mike scott's not the guy to start the second thing is maxi was and it's not like I'm, you know, putting my entire faith in the entire season into a rookie, but Maxi was keeping them in the fucking game. Like it was him and Korkmaz in the fourth quarter that were scoring to keep them in the game. It was those two guys. I have no idea why five or six minutes left in the fucking game, they pulled Maxi out for Seth Curry. I just, I just like for, for a guy who doesn't really seem to have normal rotations and just sort of goes with this guy or that guy, depending on how it's feeling, how how can you be watching the same game that I was watching or the same game you, was, you were watching and say, all right, let's get Maxi out of there? Like, it just seems like one of those games, and we've seen them in the playoffs, like that that uh, that Rockets game against the Clippers years ago is the one that, that I remember, that comeback from, with all the Josh Smith threes, where sometimes you just see guys – that don't usually do it for you or doing it for you and just sort of let it roll. I'm just sort of stunned. He didn't just let keep Maxi in the game at that point. It was, it was shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, I like, I I'm pro Seth. And I think that was, I think that was a less of a decision of Seth is better than Maxi right now, or I believe in him. I think it was more of a decision of, well, we're going to go to Tobias anyway in the crunch, in the crunch time. And who would space the floor better for Tobias to do Carmelo Anthony basketball 2011? Uh, and they decided with Seth and Korkmaz, and that's why Matisse wasn't in the game either. Um, it was, fr- it, yeah. I, I, I have no, I have less of an issue with, with Doc playing Mike. Um, I thought, I thought Dwight was terrible. Um, he I was thought he, terrible. He I, was I thought terrible. he did absolutely nothing well and got his bullshit fouls and then they sometimes just call bullshit fouls on him it's like a, it's a it's a mix it's a good mix of how much of that is dwight to blame and how much is the re- reputation but of course he earned his reputation um i didn't think mike was horrendous he missed threes because he's not a great stretch five option but simply having him not be in the lane allowed for things to happen like even though he played terribly and i saw people talking shit about him he still finished with a plus five um because i think that's just generally positive uh, having all that space in the lane and it's a failure of on Daryl Morey to not acquire a better stretch five for minutes that Dwight is not succeeding in. Um, and for, for Mike to be the best option for doc, unless he wants to try to go to Anthony Tolliver is frustrating. Um, unless you, cause unless you think Simmons and Simmons with five fouls, do you really want him, you know, defending 
Robin Lopez posts ups and and who who just hit a thousand shots tonight ridiculously. Um, but I think the I think the issue honestly is you know I thought Matisse played a pretty good first half. Um, I thought he did a couple of nice things, and then in the third quarter, like he uh, attacked off a loose ball and got a dunk. Um, I like Matisse just being dunk guy and doing like absorbing a little bit of like Rashawn Holmes energy around the rim at least because he's yeah, long and he, physical. He did that fucking thing on the dribble. Well, yeah, drive so, where he so did yeah, that. so so he hits. So he he was like what two? He had two threes tonight. Uh, he was two for four at one point, and then he missed another three pretty badly, and. Then he got the rest of the night. He got open looks from three and mm-hmm. hesitated. Yep. And the issue is not that he misses threes. It's that he hesitates. He has to go up with those. He has to. Matisse has to go up with those shots. Because at that point, he was two for four, two of five from three. That's fucking fine. We take those. And he he passed up a three late to then drive into the lane and throw one of the dumbest passes I've ever seen, which was like a half, like, opposite way no look alley-oop to Dwight which he wasn't ready for at all um and then because of that hesitancy Doc has to have Danny covering Beal in the late game possessions because Ben is has five fouls um I remembered like none of Ben's fouls I have no idea how he got five fouls um and then and that's that's on Matisse like he can't if you're not going to take those shots you can't be in there if you're going to miss them that's fine people miss all the time Seth Curry missed a wide open 18 footer that would have been nice to go in, but he takes it. You got to take it. And for Matisse to not take it, it I think this is a, a good lesson early in the playoffs of, hey, if you're not going to shoot those shots, you're going to be benched. And we need you out there. We need you to shoot those shots. And was, that was really frustrating for me to watch. Um, once again, uh, I mentioned we will take YouTube, Twitch uh, and Twitter comments, Twitter questions later on in the pod. The donation thing, um, anyone can ask questions, but if you donate, It'll go to Providence Animal Center and coded by kids. Hey, the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I actually had no vibe on the game tonight. It was Sixers minus five and a half at the half, and I had no idea. So I didn't want to live bet it. DraftKings Sportsbook, though, easy to live bet, easy to navigate. Plenty of like instructions if you haven't done this before. I I know that we talk about odds all the time. There's a lot of people that have never bet before. So it's very easy to figure out for those who have. DraftKings Sportsbook right now give you the chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. You pick any team to win that's still in the playoffs. You bet a dollar. If that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Also, great odds and and different promotions all the time. Baseball, hockey, and, uh, of course, basketball playoffs. Safe, secure, reliable. You put your money in, you get it out when you want it, and you can play Sixers Blackjack, which I do all the time. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code RTRS when you sign up to turn a dollar into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you win $100 in free credits. That's promo code RTRS for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I do think uh, if we want to take a positive from the game. I kind of don't. Well, I do think FERC having a good quarter. Yeah. And Maxi being instant offense for a minute. Sure. And uh, and I thought George Hill all, all played good games. I, but the Ferk yeah. thing, Ferk had looked pretty bad, I think, most of the series. Um, and I think Maxi getting extended run was good and showing that he can do it in the playoffs, that sort of thing. We, we have to talk about the fact that 
fucking they they did hack a band. Um, it was just like that. It's exactly what you don't want to happen in a close game in the playoffs. Is the guy that then he doesn't even need to have the ball for them to do it because they were in the penalty. But the guy that that should have the ball, at least dribbling the ball up at the end of the floor, you're terrified of him making free throws, and he made fucking half of them, and it just like it can't happen. Like it, I, I, I'm, I was happen. fine with them doing that, honestly. Like when the Wizards are doing that, I wasn't like worried from a this is bad for the Sixers perspective. Um, and I think him going three for six from the line was ultimate in that because he couldn't do it under two minutes because then it's an intentional foul. And so they had like a minute where they just fouled every every possession. I think it was good, especially they it kept the Wizards out of the transition game. If Ben wasn't in foul trouble himself and he got to cover Beal, I thought it would have been like I'm fine. Like he's struggling now, obviously. Like. He needs to hit those free throws. He needs to be better than whatever five of a thousand that he is in this series. But like, I believe in the long stretch, like it'll even out and he will be the 62% free throw shooter that he is. And I'm fine with it. He just has to make those shots. It's just, I, I was just, I had an issue. Ben, ben took five shots today and that's. And I think he only had what, two assists or something like that. Like three. I don't. Three, he didn't have the ball in his hands. It was Tobias. The, the Ever since MB went out, it was Tobias the whole time. Tobias had 21 points on 8 of 24 shooting. And Ben just, I, what, maybe it's foul trouble. Maybe it's without Embiid. They just, doctors would rather Tobias do it. But like, unacceptable. Like, unacceptable on Ben's part that he didn't just like go get the ball. Unacceptable on Doc's part that he didn't like allow Ben to be the distributor with space that he is. Um, and allow him, like, I thought that was a really nice pass by Korkmaz to Simmons on the roll that Westbrook fouled him on that it probably, it should have been a flagrant based on how they've been calling it all season. Whatever. Um, but it, I mean, five shots is ridiculous. He was four or five. Like he was, he was looking good early on. He had a bunch of nice plays and then they just like stopped. He just disappeared. And part of that's foul trouble. But part of that is Ben himself and doc, uh, forgetting about like him his need to score and do things and but I, I i can't blame it on doc he's he he touches the ben touches the ball every play like and he and, didn't though he but, didn't but, but he's he he's the point guard like i he, i'm saying he wasn't i'm saying okay, this game sure. in, in, with five with five fouls over the course of the like midway through the third to the end of the fourth he was not playing point guard it was either maxi or tobias and it was you know sometimes Things happen. Like I, I thought the offense was horrendous. Like I thought the entire game, the offense was horrendous. Absolutely, a- every single play that they scored on felt like a prayer. It felt like mm-hmm. just a gutsy. And if they if they had won the game, then it would have been like, oh, what a nice like that fluke bucket with that like Maxi hit the like thirty footer with the shot clock expiring or like weird like Danny Green plays that that like kept the possession alive or hit a nice one. Like any of those plays would have been like, thank God we got that because now we get like four or five whatever days off until the next series and we can escape. But now it just feels like you look at that and go like they made a bunch of shots that they shouldn't have made and they still lost. Like it it was just like a, a cluelessness that I have not seen from this team really all season. Um and it was really frustrating. And I, I do blame Doc. I do blame Ben. And I do blame Tobias. Sometimes you don't have it. Sometimes whatever. But like, there was just like a, a lack of intelligence there. Like Dan Gafford blocked a hundred shots tonight, mm-hmm. and every single one was the same. It was them trying to like beat him up there. They didn't. Not a single time did they pump fake with Dan Gafford in the in the area. 
And he's going to bite. He'd bite on anything. He's dying to bite. He just wants to keep blocking those shots. And they just keep going like, I bet you will not jump me this time. And he does because he's a high jumper. But if you get him to bump once, you get him to bite, then that's free throws. And then he stops doing that. And then he starts overthinking it. And But like they just kept empowering him without even trying to hesitate. And it was just like that level of cluelessness. It's, it's very frustrating that no one on this team, aside from Joel, is good at drawing fouls. Like You could say shake, but they never give him that call. Um, and he looked not great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. better than he has in last game, but still not good. Um, I I just think like I just bad. think what it what it, it comes down game. to and the overall just a bad game. I I, I certainly don't want to overreact to. The only thing to overreact to is the the MB thing. That's the only thing to overreact to. However, however, I it's not a an accident to me that Embiid goes out and their offense looks like a mess. Like they, sure. they, the only time their offense looked good was when Maxi and Korkmaz were on. Like there's really the only times. So there's really the only times. And there's because like. I wouldn't say that it, it looked good then. I, I, I would just well, quite small quibble that they made shots sometimes, but I don't think that it ever looked like fluid, clean offense. Sure. Sure. That that's fair. That's fair. The, the only people doing anything offensively, yeah, I think that's fair. the, the, it just it's gonna come down to the fact that like he what Embiid does is that his presence in a lot of ways along with everybody else sort of makes everybody else deficiencies make sense sure. or are okay so the fact that Tobias is really just a um, good player definitely a good player but you know dribbles into sixteen footers which is not a like a, a twenty twenty one NBA offense right um ben who gets most of his points off transition even though he's had good games this series most of his offense has come I, it feels like in the first five or six minutes of every game and then it sort of fades off and they're just sort of left with their secondary players creating most of the offense i would agree with you i want uh harris to do more in a game like this but it, it just sort of seems like without and be there everyone everyone's job just looks 10 times harder, you know, without him on the court. Totally. Yeah. I think, and I think that it, part of it doesn't matter because if he, if Embiid has X out for mm -hmm. the playoffs injury, then just pack it up, go home. Mm -hmm. um, they might not be the Hawks or the Knicks. Um, I think they probably would still eventually win a game in this series and advance, but uh, I don't think that they would beat the Hawks or the Knicks without without Embiid. Um, so whatever, but they all, they do have to survive those minutes. Mm -hmm. And there's times in the game, there's 15 minutes. Like I don't know. So part of it is I really want to not overreact. I want to so bad. And part of my uh, sort of lungs getting cut off with this very tight ascot uh, is maybe making it worse. But like it looked, it was, it would look like shit. And like, yeah, the refs were fucking awful and frustrating. And I would love to benefit from some like higher seated ref calls for once for the love of God, but they played like shit. And like, there, yeah, there were good performances. Like there's some things you, you, yes, you can take the good things from it, but just like not passing the ball. Well, after the first quarter, um, surviving on like broken play type of, you know, fluke threes and, and the defense wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, no, and I thought, I thought Tobias played really bad defense and ball watched mm -hmm. and just looked, looked pretty lost. 
Um, Mike did his best and got his hands in there a couple times, but like he feels like he's always falling down and like ready to get dunked on. Um, Dwight was miserable. I like, couldn't find any, you know, always stuck between contesting drives, um, like limply, but then allowing O boards behind him and nobody rotating in and just generally being in the way. It, it, it was a really, really very deeply frustrating game. And uh, I am. I'm mad about it. I'm mad. They should have won this game. They should have, even without Embiid, they should be the Wizards. They should be, they should have been able to be like, mm-hmm. let's just like hunker down and win this game. And some guys showed up. I thought, I thought Danny played, played pretty well. I do think mm-hmm. he's just like straight up overmatched on Brad Beal, but mm-hmm. um, I thought he played well. I thought Seth was fine, but disappeared a little bit. Um, I thought George Hill did his job, although it was also kind of, even, even when he's scrambling, he still comes up with a very normal and efficient stat line. Um, and Tobias did the thing. And I, and I like, I partially blame I obviously blame Matisse for not taking those shots, but I blame Doc for not like forcing him to. Like Matisse isn't banned. Like you're not worried about like his ego or anything. It's just like, hey, if you're open, you need to take those shots. And we need to play you in those in these minutes. And for Doc to only play Matisse 16 minutes in a game when Embiid only played 12, that's malpractice. And it's malpractice because of Matisse's actions. Like Matisse deserved like penalty for not doing the thing that he had to do. But it's also on Doc to get him to do that and then play him because he's vital to the team because there were too many easy looks for the Wizards that Matisse would have prevented. Um, and it's – I don't I don't like this. I don't. I didn't like this game at all. I was upset. He, I'm upset now. I'm going to tighten this a little bit more. Just get a little bit more girth. It's just, it's the just only – the, the, to me, the saddest part of the entire game was the fact that Ish Smith wants to D up Tobias Harris and is not worried about it in the fucking least. Yeah. Like that is some, that is sad shit. I've, Tobias, Tobias Harris has had a, a great year and proved us wrong in a lot of ways. Tiny little Ish Smith. Yeah. Blocking him a couple of times and poking away steel and looking like he's enjoying it is pathetic totally. shit. That's totally. Pathetic shit. It's a, it was a pathetic showing for a one seed and the other up 3 0. Yes, they're without Embiid, but you got to take care of business. Like you just got to take care of business, and they didn't. And they got they got like they got out toughed in this game. Like the Wizards had what fourteen blocks, and I think that's like an undercount. It just it, it just sucked. Like sometimes, like yeah, Robin Lopez had sixteen points. That's pretty crazy. That's probably not going to happen much. And Rui Hachimura is not a great three point shooter, although they leave him wide open all the time, wide open Hachimura all the time, constantly, um, and just. We're slow to get to things. They 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 turn the intensity up a little bit late. I have other notes, but I don't really give a fuck. I will I will <laughs> award the Danny of the game to Two. it could have been Matisse, but that was more mad. I was more upset at that at that point that he didn't take that shot. So I'm I'm gonna give it to uh Danny Green and George Hill when they were both there was a floorboard that both of them were about to get and they were converging on it from opposite sides around the foul line. And both thought that the other was going to get it. And then they both peeled off and the ball just kind of sat there. And then the Wizards got it. And it was just, that's an ultimate Danny play um, that, that George Hill gets to take part in. But can, I'm, can I'm, I'm angry. Spike, I'm angry. Spike, can I, I'm angry. It's a playoff game. I'm choking myself. It was a bad time. I had a bad time. Then boy, if this isn't proof that you should be watching the pod instead of listening to the pod to watch you choke yourself. Let me ask you this. It's four and a half minutes left in a close game in, against a real team, assuming the Sixers get by the Wizards four and a half minutes left in a close game obviously they can't intentionally foul anyone with two minutes left 
they start fouling Ben. You just pull him out for two and a half minutes and put him back in when two minutes left comes back and just not fuck around with this. I don't I the I don't think that him splitting a pair in crunch time of a playoff game is bad. Splitting every pair is bad. I don't think so. The according to this is in predict. Uh what's that? <laughs> it's a very I can let me explain you the the math on it. I could get okay. there. I could really get it to you. Um, but the numbers say that Ben would need to be a 47% free throw shooter to break even. And Simmons is 61% lifetime. Obviously he's been, he was better earlier in the season has been way worse the last two months or so, three months. Um, but I think at that point in the game in, in, in that crunch time level, I'm, and, and the fact that it prevents fast breaks, which is the Sixers weakness and allows them to defend in the half court. I, I think I'm fine with it. I would rather him just hit two free throws and make them go like, well, we can't do this. We can't just give them gift them points. And he needs to. Like he needs he must. He must work on his free throws, if only just for the mentality of it. Um, but I'm not that is not something like they need him on defense so bad, and they need him pushing the pace uh in transition to get easy buckets there. And Doc needs to f- realize that he needs to have the ball in his hands a lot more than he did this game. So I wouldn't take him out. Um Maybe in like a one play situation, I could I could see an argument for it. But I just think he does so many things like when the ball and like weird in between moments, just like get get slapbacks and get like loose it, balls and dives and protects the rim and transition, all that stuff. It's just such like an energy suck. No, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. But I think uh, I think on the, on the counter of that, if you're a team that, you know, the Sixers weren't they were playing poorly on offense, especially outside of that, like early fourth quarter run that they had with whether that was like Korkmaz or Maxi. When they started fouling, I was like, the alternative is Tobias going ISO and, and force, putting his head down and forcing his way into the paint again. And I didn't like that this game. He didn't have it. And they kept doing it. And so I was fine allowing that to happen. And so I think you say it's an energy suck. I think if Ben hits two in a row, that's an energy suck for the other team. I mean, like we just gifted that two points just doing anything. So he just has to hit free throws. He has to hit some free throws. If he shot 62% from th- free throws in this series, everyone would be like, that's fine. We're fine with that. We're fine with that for now. He hasn't um, shot 62% in a while, though. I know. You I know. know. Speaking of your boy, not your boy, your anti-boy, uh, Luca is like shooting like 46% from yeah. the line in the series, which is very bizarre. Yeah. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes weird stuff happens. But to go over 10 from the line at Maybe. the start of a series is beyond weird. That is... That is not ideal. Maybe maybe Lucas should hop on a treadmill in the offseason, wouldn't be tired in the playoffs and wow. choking from the line. The Rice and Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. My wife and I are looking for a house in North Jersey as I, uh, as I move to uh, work in New York. And uh, every time we look at a, a house with one more bedroom than we have now, we talk about giving Rebel his own bedroom, which would be the fucking most loony thing in the whole world. But... We'd put the big Barker in his bedroom, also a big Barker in our bedroom. He only sleeps on the best. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Get your dog a real dog bed. You think you love your dog? You can't have him sleeping on a piece of crap, you know, a, a bed not, not engineered by experts to prevent, you know, arthritis issues as the dog gets older. Don't get your dog a piece of shit. Get him a big Barker. They even went to PenVet. They did a study. It works. It's real. 17%. 
showed improvement in joint function. 21% showed a reduction in pain severity. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Is it more expensive? Yes. Is it worth it? Every penny. 10-year warranty. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. One year at home trial. If you try it for a full full year, dog doesn't like it, you don't like it, get a full refund. They'll even pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA. Big Parker dog beds. Um. You got any other notes before we uh, get to questions? Any other particular notes before we get to questions uh, I, in the rest of the playoffs? I deleted most of my notes in frustration. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they shot really badly and it felt like the shots that went in were like prayers. And so that, I would say even their offense was inflated for me because it seemed like they didn't deserve as much as they got. Am I concerned if Embiid comes back and plays game five? No, not at all. But this sucked, and I had a bad time, and I am losing air by the second, and so I want everyone to know that I had a bad time. I was so excited to not have another game for a few days, to be quite honest with you. I was like, there's something about being the one seed and sweeping the first round that you're like, we're just going to sit back and watch everybody else play for a little bit. Yeah. And we, now we didn't, we didn't fucking get it. That, maxi, that maxi block... On Westbrook. It was great. Off on Westbrook was awesome. It was incredible. That was, that was dope. Westbrook and fucking sucks. That guy sucks. He sucks. He sucks. He didn't play bad tonight for him. I mean, like, over the course of the series, like, he still got to the line. He was, he can't shoot, but he gets to the line. He was three of 19 from the field and 12 of 14 from the line. He, wild. What a he wild shoots those, He shoots those bank shots. Like, he shoots so, he is the guy in the, you know, everybody posts that video of the fat guy shooting jumpers where they're going like off the top of the backboard. He's shooting real confidently. You've seen that. I think it's a gift that everybody posts. He shoots that the the bank jumper from 15 so confidently. A lot of times it just hits the backboard, not even the rim. I've just his his lack of awareness is almost admirable. Yep. Of how bad of a shooter he is. But he does, they, but they get easy buckets. I mean, like, it, yeah. such a weird stat line. 18 points, 20 rebounds, 14 assists, 3 of 19 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, 12 of 14 from the line, 5 personal fouls. Can you guess his plus minus? So the, the Wizards won you. by 5, right? Okay. Zero. Oh, there you go. All those numbers, all that weird shit, and he ends up with breaking even. Mike, that just co- seems against the rules. There's too many weird numbers in there for them to be like, nah, that just doesn't count. The Twitch, and, the Twitch and YouTube comments about your scarf are just yeah. Like, I felt a way to like put it on this side, which uh, having them on separate sides was interesting, but I like it better on this side. It feels more <laughs> more European that way. From Just Chill seventy six, am I crazy or does Mike look like Rizzo from Greece? That's right. That's good. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. So this good. is the Sixers' fault. Like this is what they make me do. This, is, is. this is playoff kerchief, and it <laughs> is bad. And the, I didn't think the headband was good, but this is worse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something. Why don't we Why don't we take some questions from YouTube and Twitch? Remember, you don't need to donate to get your question on, but if you donate, we'll definitely put your shit up on the screen. And at the end of the playoffs, we'll donate it all to. Providence Animal Center and Coded by Kids. We raised 100 bucks last month. We want to do 250 this time. The uh, YouTube and uh, Twitch and Twitter questions are brought to you by Stateside Vodka, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter. How about these fucking things? The vodka sodas. Absolutely amazing. 
uh, four different flavors. You can get the variety pack at uh, statesidevodka.com. Real juice, no added sugar, no artificial sweeteners, nothing, no gluten, and it's awesome. Must be 21 to drink. Uh, please drink responsibly. Statesidevodka.com. All right, CJ. How's the beds looking made? Love it. Bed, bed is made, yeah. Love it, it love it, love it. It was a sad make today. But uh, <laughs> Jack, Jack wants to know, why does every ref have a personal vendetta against Shake? Hmm. It does seem like he gets fewer calls than like anybody, but it also seems like he whines about them as much as anybody. I don't know. I think it's maybe one of those things where he just hasn't earned them yet. Do you have a theory, Mike? Yeah, that's part of it. I also think like it's the playoffs. He's getting them even less now. Um, he moves pretty slowly and deliberately. So maybe they don't like if he was faster, it's not like Maxie's getting that many calls either, but like, mm-hmm going full speed and then getting bumped off your spot and like sliding into the photographers in the front row is like a visual manifestation. Like, Oh, that's a foul. That's what happens when a guy gets fouled. Whereas shake just sort of like flails a little bit and, and tries to draw the contact. But yeah, I mean, Joe gets those, Joe gets a lot of the fouls that Jake is not getting. I, Um, I, I think you know, obviously, Shake is young and has room to grow. And I still, MOC wrote, you know, earlier this week or last week, the weeks all blend together, but about still believing him. I still believe in him. I do think him working with somebody in the off season about that sort of thing, getting fa- fouled, like sort of spatial awareness about where everybody is, uh, because he's a good shot maker. He really is. It just, it seems like he's playing his own game sometimes and everybody else on the court is sort of like incidental into what he's doing. And if he just had a better awareness of where he is compared to his teammates and, and especially compared to the, um, the, the opponent, a lot of really good guys that draw fouls as perimeter players know that they're going to get that foul call seconds before it happens yeah. you know and and he doesn't it, it it does seem like it's like sort of a last second thing when he gets hit and i think that's part of it too because it's harder to sell yeah so. i mean i this could have been a shake game mm-hmm. because especially without Embiid and with simmons in foul trouble it becomes a not many guys that can dribble and get to places especially with tobias struggling as much as he was and he really was like I've, i haven't seen tobias look that lost since last year it was it was bad. That was bad. Mm-hmm. Real bad. Um, and I wanted Seth to carry them. I wanted more like let's run offense for Seth because they're running at him. They're really scared, scared of a shot. He can get to the rim. He's a good passer. But it seemed like it just became the stand around and let Tobias do his thing. Um, and Shake just wasn't good enough. But before we get to the next question, what do you think about the people saying that CJ might be the Tommy Alter of uh, of the <laughs> I think Rickies? He is. I think we finally <laughs> found him. I think he absolutely is. He's got, he's got a, I can't see what his hat says. So I would imagine it's like a nondescript black hat, which is yep. like a Tommy move, Tommy. I think. It's <laughs> um, great. great. You have to be inexplicably rich for really no reason at all. And then yeah. we'll, get, we'll, we'll dub you officially, but you're on your way. I'm not there yet, but yeah. Getting I'm, there. I'm trying. Uh, Matt Hoover asks, if the Sixers advance to the second round and or the conference finals, will Doc tighten his rotations, or is this how it's going to be? I think uh, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Every other team, the Sixers went with, with when, Mike's, when Mike came in, it's tw- a 12-man rotation. <laughs> it's insane. Wait, I think it's 13. 
five, ten, thirteen. A thirteen-man rotation. No, wait. Doing quick math on the fly. No, it's twelve. Okay. Um, well, it, uh, let me ask you then: Is it? Is it? It's one of two things. Is it? This is just how Doc is. Or to quote Mike Lombardi, always says this thing that it talks about like diner menu uh, rosters where like if you have lots of guys, it means you don't have enough good guys. Is it just sort of because the Sixers bench is so iffy that he plays so many guys just because he doesn't know who's going to be good? Or is this a, a doc issue? I think it's a tryout to see who's hot so he can play them the fourth quarter minutes. Um and he likes to have them on hand. He likes to keep them fresh, especially in a first-round series. I see the value in that. But at a certain point, it's got to you, – you can't – you cannot go all bench lineup in the in a series that that is close. And, no. And it, it still feels that way, especially when there's just like – some of their skills are like overlapping. You, you want some – you want some guys to hit, be able to hit shots, and Corkman's hit a couple of big ones, and that was nice. But you got to just like, at a certain point, you got to just pick, pick who your guys are, empower them, and tell everybody else like, if somebody gets injured or it's really struggling, you're coming in. And so I think George Hill and Matisse Thibault are automatic. I think Maxi has worked his way into automatic just because of the element that he brings that very few if any people on this team do. And then I would say Dwight or Mike Scott, depending on the matchup, I would say shake or cork depending on the matchup. And if anybody's struggling, um, but the, those it, it's going to have to whittle down. And so you can let guys like, I don't, I don't know. I have to ask like these kinds of ninth man types, like, Hey, when you don't know if you're coming in or how long you're going to be in there and you're in for like a three minute stint, how tough is it to, feel like you can get your feet under you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's got to be hard to get into a rhythm when, when you're – because the playoffs have a quick hook, but Doc is still – is quick hooking with, like, everybody. It's like he's having, you know, nine relievers in, like, three innings. Like, everybody gets one batter and just really working through everybody. And it's just – I don't know. I Because I like a lot of these guys, and I do think they can they can add value and and help the team in a particular situation but it feels like it's too you're he's not setting them up to succeed enough mm-hmm. by letting them play with as the second or third or fourth option on in the game when he gets to play with the starters more but maybe it's a first round thing maybe it's a work everybody back into a thing i don't know but this series should have been four games and um i think doc's decision making uh is a part of why it didn't i still can't believe he took maxi out I just like I'm never this guy. I'm not the coach guy, but I just I can't believe he took Maxi out. Yeah, I, just, just, there's just a bunch of guys. I mean, Maxi had a couple uh, bad takes and and forcing it up, and hopefully later in his career he gets fouled on those takes and or they give him those fouls, whatever it is. But there seems like there were so many guys that were driving at the rim and just kind of throwing up like a over the head little flip shot that. If it goes in, then wow, what a play. But it just doesn't seem like at any point tonight they were setting themselves up to succeed and like really take it to them and hit them in the mouth. Um, it just seemed like they were on their heels the whole time. Uh, what do you got next, CJ? Mike touched on this a little bit, but Becca Frame and the Tall Boys asked very aggressively, did Maz earn more of a bench role after tonight's game? I don't think he was ever out of the yeah. – 
rotation. I just, th- th- I think it just goes to what Mike just talked about. Yeah. You know, so I yeah, think nice. he'll play more in the next game because yeah. he played well. You know? Had a nice defensive play, got his hands on a ball there. That was, mm-hmm. a, that was a big swing. Um, and then a good offensive rebound where he had the finger roll and one. God, by eye test, Korkmaz is the worst free throw shooter I've ever seen. He just, just always missing foul shots, has never made two in a row. Uh, it's really impressive. He hit the shooter. floater tonight. Hit, hit the, the floater. floater. Hit the hit floater, the floater. Which, is, which is a tough and necessary shot. Every shot was very necessary at that point in the game. But yeah, I mean, he's a good shooter and and he creates gravity. And I think um, I get the impression. I don't know. You, what do you think? I, I think the guys that defenses run at the most are Seth and Korkmaz. Even though Danny's had a good year and has been hot they don't lately, run at them like that. they don't seem yeah. to run at him like that. Yeah, maybe it's because of like his high-profile struggles in the bubble last year, or the fact that he elevates on his jumper so much anyway mm-hmm. that they're not going to maybe affect it. I don't know, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like there's an oh shit level when Danny has the Danny has an open three that, in the way that Korkmaz and and Curry get. Um, I completely agree. I yeah. c- completely agree that they, they are the the panic guys that yeah. they run at. I, I completely and Ferk is is hard to do anything about because he's such a high release and he shoots it so quickly. But they definitely do it. Yeah. Uh, take a couple more, CJ. Yeah, let's what go to uh, Mike M twenty one on Twitch. Who uh, Harding question? Question: uh, Why not play B ball Paul over Mike Scott? Yes, I did create a Twitch account during the podcast and <laughs> asked myself a question. Um, I I would love I would love the idea that they could play B-ball Paul because he could add stuff to it. I just think there is even more untrustworthiness than Mike Scott and Doc's just not going to do it. It's just not a thing that he's going to do at any point. Maybe if Embiid is out for the rest of the playoffs, Doc tries it if one of Dwight or Mike gets gets really outplayed. He just goes like, fuck it. Let's give it a shot. But I think if that happens, then we're already fucked. There's a bunch of people in the comments who have asked us. We obviously can't listen to the press conference as we're doing this. I guess Doc is doing the thing where he berates reporters for asking about Ben Simmons and yeah. potentially taking him off the court. I get why Doc's doing it. Whatever he has to do. Yeah. yeah. I do hate hate the... If you're asking this question, you don't know ball from the coach to the reporter, like, uh, but whatever he's got to do to get through the year, it doesn't, nothing has anything to do with what Doc Rivers actually thinks, right? This is what he's got to do. He's got to defend his player. I don't, um, I don't think attacking the reporters is the right way to do it, but whatever he's got to do is. Seems, is seems a lot less bad than how Girardi is handling it though. Uh, Girardi's not doing <laughs> doing great either with those sorts of things. I totally agree. I agree. Um, what else we got? Yeah, I, can, I mean, I can read one quote from Doc. That's uh, I confirmed Bonner tweeted out, but we got someone in the chat uh, quoting it. Um, Doc says, with Ben, we're going to keep him on the floor unless you guys want us to bench him the whole game. If anybody wants us to do that, just let me know, and then I'll know that you don't know basketball. This is obviously an exaggeration. No one's saying bench him for the whole game. Yeah. Um, I don't think you should bench him at at any point. I think you should have him the ball in his hands and empower him to go to the basket and and force them to double him and find find shooters in the perimeter and stuff. Um, but it's a reasonable question to ask. I don't think it's an unreasonable question to ask to say like, hey, late in the game, you need points. They're going to foul a bad foul shooter. Would you consider taking him out? I don't. I don't think it's a bad question to ask. I wouldn't do it, but I think it's an absolutely reasonable question to ask. Um, 
unless we is, is there if there's one more good one we can take it if not we can i just want to rip around the other playoffs real quick i want to talk about atlanta tonight it just doesn't feel like the right thing to do yet no um, more more comments in the chat than anything okay okay yeah. cool thank you cj good job making the bed thank you thank you. Uh, uh so other playoff stuff uh anthony davis hurt again um would be nice to talk about him being the 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 injury prone one but can't do that tonight the suns suns can definitely win the series if he does not play in the next game like absolutely can win the series i think i think they'll win the series even if he does play in the next game but especially if chris paul stays healthy i didn't watch any of the games yesterday i was at disneyland for Alyssa's uh birthday Oh, happy birthday, Alyssa! It's next week, but it's in, oh. we got we got in there before they expanded capacity oh, to right, uh, right, right. hundred people, so hundred percent. So that was uh, nicely done on our part. Um, did you? I wanted to ask you uh, about the uh, the fan that stormed the court and, and got tackled. Calling it storming the court is honestly uh, an exaggeration. He sort of like skipped onto the court. Yeah. Sort of danced around and wanted to see if he could hit backboard, which is a very odd time to do it. But I, I did think if I wasn't as pissed off about how the game was going, I would have found more delightful than I did at the time. I, so my, my biggest concern about all these things, like, you know, and then there's the the guy that threw the bottle at Kyrie. Shocker was wearing a Celtics jersey with no T-shirt out at an uh, arena. Um, the guy that stormed the court, I did tweet this, and it is true. I was terrified that he was wearing a rights Ricky Sanchez t-shirt. Yeah, that would have been bad. It would have been terrible. That would have been bad luck. The, the worst that – what I want to do – obviously, there's nobody listening to this podcast who would do anything like that. The prob, It is funny to see. The problem is the players on the court don't know that you're not a fucking maniac. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, like – like it, that's, sc- that, that's, that's scary as hell. I, yeah. I only saw it as he got tackled, so I my alarm bell was not – it was a great I, tackle. It was a nice it was a, tackle. Yeah, it was a great. Um, got both wrapped both arms around the legs. Got him, drew him down from the legs. That's you can't let him step out of that. That's how you tackle Derrick Henry. Um, and yeah, it's 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 alarming in the context of like it feels like it keeps happening mm-hmm. from so many. All, it seems like all the places are in the Northeast. Um, popcorn guy, water popcorn bottle guy, guy, water bottle guy, spit guy, spit guy, yeah, throw him the court guy. Um, and it's just like. I think, look, it's especially if you're players, like absolutely scary, and you don't want to do this because you are, you know, ever since Mouse of the Palace, like they're just telling you over and over again, like don't hit back, don't touch them, don't mm-hmm. like, you know, they, there's so much adherence to the fans and allowing them to be like untouchable. And the most that they get is like, you know, the guy in Boston got, is, you know, is getting prosecuted or whatever, but most of them are just getting banned from the arena. And, but it's scary, but also it's like there's it's like six people out of like a hundred thousand or something like that, like yeah. that have been in the games, and it's a lot, it's more than you want it to be, but it's not like it's just like if you have well, enough people in any place, some fucking assholes are gonna act out, and I, especially I, after a long time of uh, you know not being able to be at the games, everyone the, the assholes are are more easily acting out. Yeah, I think that is, I, I think there is pent up stuff. None of this is, obviously, 100% can't f- fucking happen. Yeah. They should prosecute every single one of them. I, You know, one thing that the 
the arena's got to do is like maybe the arenas just need more security standing around there to stop that shit from happening might be the the answer you know yeah. I, well I, I i like the i like the i like more separation i guess yeah but more like i think the mavericks have it where there's like the first bunch of rows are just like tarped out um that you just can't sit there and i know they want to sell those seats but like i would it's a lot of even I was watching Trey Young at the Garden, and I'm just like, I'm scared for him. Like he's a little guy, and I know he's a pro, but like, and there's a lot of people just like saying horrible things, and and they're allowed to say horrible things. That's uh, that's part of fun of being uh, of being a home crowd, and I would want them to do the similar things if if we played Trey Young. But as I feel scary for him, that he's like, I'm looking at him, it's like that's a that guy's like my size, and the whole stadium is just like fucking shitting on him. And it is scary. And I like I, I if I were them, I would definitely want a little bit more space between the action and the fans with I mean, now during COVID and always kind of the, the bummer about the Trey Young thing is that he did the right thing. Like they did the right thing taunting him and he did the right thing leaning, leaning into it. Like this is all the coolest shit. Like this is the coolest shit about a player and against a, a visiting crowd. Like I want it to be exactly like it was with Trey Young. I don't want them to spit on him. Like, yeah. I just, I don't want one guy to fuck it up for everyone. And that's especially a fucked up thing to do in a pandemic. Oh, it's just like, so disrespectful. It's yeah. disrespectful all the time. You should never do it. But for there to be, for it to be a, who knows, he's probably vaccinated. It's probably fine. He's not like he's spitting into his mouth and nose cavity, whatever. But like, just the, the, the optics of doing that, you really have to be such a massive asshole to do that. Right. right. Uh, to be like, this is the thing I'm going to do. I'm out, I'm out of my house for the first time in a year and a half, and I'm going to spit on somebody uh, while they're doing their job. Just like, come on. Um, so, you know, Clipper, uh, Hawks look like they would, I, I don't want to do a Hawks preview thing, but that, that series looks just about over. Sibs, t- Fibs is like fat Doug Collins, like ultimate floor raiser. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, Clip, I'm, I gotta, I'm stunned that the Clippers have it at 2-2. So and just absolutely stunned. So yeah. Mike, got to hand it to him. And Kawhi looks a lot better mm-hmm. than than he did uh, in the first rest of really most of the season. He's always been good on defense and has those hands, but I, I, I he looked like he really did have a lot more lead in his feet than he had um, previous years. But he he looks good, and Paul George making shots, and all those guys. And then if Lucas hurt for any, they say he looks he looks better, but if he's out, then or not even out, just not a hundred percent, they're going to lose that series. And uh, and Porzingis sucks. I said I tweeted this, but like genuinely, I'm. You look back at that draft. Had the Sixers had Porzingis and then paid him a bunch of money because he's like does good things. Mm-hmm. But then you have to have this Porzingis on the on your team. I would rather have a zero in Okafor. I'd rather be like we don't have to worry about it. Like oh he's gone. He sucked. He's gone. Then having to give a bunch of money to a guy who isn't worth his contract at all. Um, he's a liability. Well, but at least they got something for him. You know, like he, the he Knicks? wasn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wasn't yeah. Oh, of course, of course. I was, I was, yeah. I'm saying in a world where he's he played here and he's great, and they mm-hmm. want to give him a contract, and they decide like, well, like the fans love him, and he's part of this homegrown culture, and so let's give him like we're not going to give him the full max, but like max a J. What Tobias got basically, mm-hmm. and what Tobias was looking like last year. Although Tobias was never as much of a liability, like Tobias never getting played off the floor because he always could shoot. He doesn't do it enough, and he always could at least be a defending body out there and and Porzingis like can't like they can put anybody on him and he's not going to post him up if he does he's going to 
take fadeaways and not be that good at them. And he can't defend anybody in space, not anyone. And, uh, and I'm glad that he's not on our team. Well, we got another game this series. We, we thought we were going to get out of it in four, but it's, it's always fucking weird and it's never easy. So we will, uh, we'll talk to you Wednesday night. Like, Look, I just, even, yeah. even I, crossing my fingers on Embiid, but even yeah. if he doesn't play, you got to end the series on Wednesday. Even if he doesn't play, that's you got to end the series on Wednesday. That's true. That's you know? that's absolutely true. And I and even if he's if he's even partially not well, I would err on the side of holding him out and going like, guys, we're not going to have Joel. You need to take care of business at home against the fucking Wizards. Like you have to, Matisse, you have to take these shots. Mike, you have to make anything Dwight be less of a dick all the time. Although I did like Dwight kind of just standing next to the guy that got tackled and being like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, it's like a little guy. Um, you know, I, you've done something dumb when Dwight. Yeah, you, you really do. Dumb. Really? Do. I want to, uh, good reminder from Chuck McLaughlin on Twitter. Uh, they, these playoffs only count if we win. Yes. Um, I would never wear this ascot, in a situation that counted. So clearly this game didn't count. Um, I really hope Joel's healthy. It would suck for him. It would suck for us. It would suck for the rest of the team. But I was mad tonight. It was, it was, it was a mad, it was a mad game. The, the wait, there's one more comment that I had to read about the ascot because it was uh, apt considering, um, considering Alyssa's new job. Somebody mentioned you look like, uh, what's her face from Scooby-Doo. Daphne Velma, yeah, yeah. The, the the one that wore the ascot. One of them which wore one, an ascot. Which one does wear the ascot? Well, Fred wears the ascot. You're right. Um, it is Fred that wears the ascot. Then I'm wrong. Uh, let's see, Scooby Doo cast. I'm gonna, if I if I look too much like that, I might pitch myself to be the. Well, voice I'm thinking. I never saw any of the live action stuff. I was talking about the actual cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred wears the ascot, and also okay. so does Daphne. Daphne's is more of a scarf. Fred's is a little bit more of like a hoity-toity ascot so yeah I, I guess in the white too i look like fred i really hope Embiid's healthy i i would be very upset that would be a really shitty way to end this season to go it through all this be the literally the worst way to end this season honestly it'd be bad yeah it'd be bad oh there we go mike mike looks like he's about to jump in the mystery machine and solve that's right, that's right. and this is me sponsoring uh and endorsing Alyssa's new job as a staff yep. writer on velma so at least that, that some good came out of this all right, we'll see you on Wednesday night. Are you done with TTP? Uh, yeah, you know, like face. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. If you, if don't, you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then won't, I won't fuck, fuck with you. you. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't fuck, fuck with you. With you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a plan B.